Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. This is the In Theaters Now first edition that we've done this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, a lot of people have asked me why I don't consistently do podcasts of what's out in theaters, and it's just basically because we're so inundated with movies. You can't see everything, um, and and there's just too many remakes, too many sequels, too many prequels that I pretty much save my movie time for uh, December and January when they release the great stuff that's going to be up for Oscars and the stuff they've saved all year so it doesn't compete. Well, I mean, this year, let's face it, nothing was going to be able to compete with Star Wars. I think we're at $1.7 in two weeks. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Creed, starring Sylvester Stallone, Joy, with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro. Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. And we're going to discuss, well, mainly Star Wars is going to be a big part of the discussion. Um, But also, um, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just so baffled by the the box office that Star Wars is doing that I almost don't want to review it because I can't give away spoilers. But I can only discuss the way this has become almost obscene how much money it's made. And I know I'll probably take criticism for this or I'll get people saying, what, you didn't like Episode 7? I did like Episode 7. But before we jump into that, I'm going to talk about the film, the, the other films. I'm going to start out with Creed. Now, originally, I remember I saw this poster when I was walking um, in San Diego at the San Diego Film Festival, and I happened to walk by the movie theater, and it said Creed. And I thought it meant, like, maybe Creed, like your race, culture, Creed. And then I saw Stallone, and I walked up, and I thought, oh, my gosh, another Rocky movie. My gosh, Stallone, your money, your power, um, your connections. Please do something different. I mean, please. Uh, one second, just going to sip my tea. Sorry about that. Coffee shop atmosphere, as always. Um, I, I thought, please do something different. And I wasn't going to watch it, but then this friend of mine who's a great uh, filmmaker who we've had on the show, uh, Miles, told me, no, I think you should check this out. It's, it's different. And so we went to watch it, and it is a brilliant film. To me, it's the best Rocky movie of all of them. And it's not a Rocky movie, supposedly, even though he plays Rocky Balboa. Um, it is about him. Uh, it's about Apollo Creed's son, basically. And the take on this was so unique. And we didn't have to deal with the same score the same Rocky loses and then comes back and wins. Just Stallone, I I, I can't stand people. There's people out there that would literally give their right arm to make 13 movies. So to have seven Rocky movies and six, five, six Rambos is ridiculous or five, whatever. Point being Stallone I'm not a fan of Rocky was great, but Rocky was about that. We feel like the underdogs. It really wasn't about Stallone's talent. Um, It did not deserve best picture. 
Uh, I'm very glad that the Academy gave the acting awards to Network. That was a much better film. Uh, Creed, I highly suggest because for the first time ever, and get this for all of you people out there, Stallone knows how to act. He actually moved me. He actually brought tears to my eyes. Um, I have never felt an emotion watching a Rocky movie. I've always thought them as eat your popcorn, eat your M&Ms, laugh. Some of them you actually put on as a joke in the background when you're in high school. And uh, so this was an actual film. And kudos, the director made Fruitvale Station, which I'm watching on Netflix. Um, I'm going to leave some surprises to you. I want the guests and, and fans to do some research and, and have the fun of looking some of this stuff up. But Creed, I highly suggest the boxing scenes aren't cliche. There's nothing really cliche about the story. And there's Oscar talk for Stallone. And the only thing I'm going to say about that is, is I hope that it's not one of those sentimental Art Carney for Harry and Tonto or John Wayne for True Grit or bogey for the African Queen's sentimental Oscars. Uh, Stallone lost for his nomination for Rocky, and he should have lost. He was against Peter Finch and Network, and it's a performance that's probably 10 times better than Stallone was. Stallone shouldn't even have been nominated against Peter Finch. So get out there and see Creed. Uh, Know that you're going to not hear the da 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 Sorry, I was over it after three of them. The fourth I saw just because my uncle took me, five and six made me want to vomit. And like I said, I'm against trashing movies, but five and six sucked. So seeing Creed, want to send a thank you out to Miles and best wishes to him making his film The Hollow. Uh, we're going to have him on here sometime soon to discuss that. Um, of course, Miles was our first podcast guest who made uh, The Historian. So go on Facebook and like The Hollow. Miles Doliak is the director. Great guy. Uh, next movie I want to jump into is The Reverse of Creed, because Creed had some great dramatic stuff. And it's Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and... Diane Weiss plays their mother, and it is a story that is so suiting to this generation where so many uh, people that are not married or some that are married and have kids have ended up having to live with their parents or move back into their family home. There's nothing serious about this movie, and Tina Fey, I think, is one of the great comedic minds of this generation. I think 30 Rock was a hit-or-miss show. You liked it or you didn't. Um, but this is Tina Fey Uncensored. I will warn you, if you have any kind of sensibility against crude jokes, uh, this movie might bug you, but it's not crude for the sake of being crude. And I was surprised that Tina Fey produced it. She didn't write it. It really felt like she wrote it. It had her uh, 30 Rock voice in it, uh, which, of course, she was the executive producer and showrunner on. But um, uh, sisters, please get out and see sisters. Um, more than worth your time. Um, the next one was The Night Before, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. Normally, I don't like Seth Rogen because I've seen one film where he's not 
the fat idiot pot smoking drug taking crude comment friend do i like knocked up yes do i like 40 year old virgin yes uh do i like 50 50 yes uh i cannot stand the pineapple express um i think what may i think what makes sense i cannot stand this is the end i think it was the most arrogant move on the planet to make a movie playing yourself but uh seth rogan is boosted by the fact that he has great actors who work with him uh joseph gordon levitt makes seth rogan better jonah hill makes seth rogan better james franco makes seth rogan better again i'm not trashing seth rogan but like anyone he like the way jack found his niche playing jack nicholson is jack in 90 percent of his movies he he found his uh you know i mean he's actually a, a genius he he found a way to become a multi-millionaire being a fat stupid idiot that makes pot and dick jokes so uh in this movie though there was a great message about appreciating your friends and appreciating what you have and living your life and and i was shocked as much as i, I saw it right after creed so i think that shock kind of went into the next movie to where yeah there was the dumb dick jokes and there was the fart jokes but that there was an added layer so i it was a really nice afternoon at the movies and it was it was two things that I was reluctant to see, but walked out surprised. I'm going to give the kudos to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's also a great filmmaker. Uh, check out his directorial debut on uh, Don Juan on Netflix. Don John, sorry, Don John. Great movie. I guarantee you'll love it. A little bit raunchy, so that's my warning. Again, I'm not responsible for any film that offends or or test sensibilities i'm here just to tell you what's good what i like and what we think you should see next on the list um that was the night before and we went through sisters is uh star wars and star wars for me was first of all i won't lie i need to see it again before i before i complete a final opinion on it but of course great effects which that's no surprise of course interesting storylines and the way they tied certain things together uh not going to take that away from it i think that one thing that it could have done was not relied so heavily on the fact that fans were going to go no matter what. There wasn't much to me that added to the movie that was there to make it a better movie. I felt like it was, there was a little bit of an arrogance of, oh, well, they're going to be seeing this anyway, so we can let this plot hole go by, and we can let this pointless character in the mix um and they really don't know and no matter what they're going to see episode 8 9 10 12 and again i'm not bashing the film um i like i said i cannot stand seth rogan or stallone's acting until creed um i'm tired of star wars hype but i can admit when movies are good and star wars for me 
it didn't introduce new battle sequences. It didn't. Inter- it, it did on a higher level because of technology. Um, if anything, I kind of missed from the first films uh, a stronger story and more humans because the effects weren't what they were. So I, I still long for the original trilogy uh, because it's not just a bunch of people going ape shit with a computer. And pardon my language. Um, so. Star Wars for me, seeing it four times in a week, sorry, no offense to anyone I know that's done that, no reason for that. Um, A second viewing, I'm definitely going to go again. I can't see it because I have an eye condition. I have a hard time watching effects films. So for me, um, certain things were kind of tough to to watch. Um, But it had a, a great, you know, beginning, middle, end. It had some great twists and turns. Um, we got to see some characters that we all love and grew up with and that actually brought something to the table that uh, put a spin on something that they didn't need to. Um, everyone's seen the commercial in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler that Han Solo's in it, but he actually created an, an aged Han Solo. He didn't just rely on the smirky smuggler and everybody loves me. And I can just do what I want. And that's caps off to Harrison Ford. I mean, we all know he's a class act. We all know he's the best actor in any of the movies uh, next to Alec Guinness in the first one. So uh, I really like that. Of course, my favorite part was Han Solo. Uh, on, on these movies so far, I'm going to give Creed a solid A. Um, like I said, many of us are turned off by Rocky, but see it. It's an A. Sisters. I'm going to give it an A minus only because the overall story did not meet how funny it was, but how funny it was makes it worth it to overlook that. Um, so if you want to go for a really good time, a date movie, and if you have a date who can deal with some of the raunchy jokes, um, go for it. Uh, Star Wars, have to see again. But my grade right now would be between A minus and B plus. And lastly, we're going to get into joy. Now, joy was something that really took me by surprise because this isn't ruining everything. Anything. The commercial will tell you it's about the woman who invented that mop where you uh, can clean it. Uh, take it off without using your hands so you don't get dirty and wash it and then reuse it. It was a landmark thing. She's a multi, you know, anyways, she made a lot of money. And this is about the story of this first creation that she had and also kind of the backstory of her life. And once I heard that it was about this woman from QVC, and, and that it was about a story that we all know, I was really reluctant to see it. So this was an interesting week for me because I saw three movies. Pardon me one sec. A toast of uh, cheers and tea to my friend Kevin in Canada. Um, anyways, uh, like I said, this is always a coffee shop. I want this show to be like we're sitting around talking movies in a coffee shop. It doesn't have to be all formal, and we don't have to be in our suit and ties. 
kick back and talk movies. Um, so Joy was Jennifer Lawrence, uh, one of her best. Um, I can't watch the Hunger Games movies because of some of the action shots and some of the effects. So I can't say – I know she's good in it. Anything she does is good. But what I will say is that Jennifer Lawrence takes a story that we all know, which I think is harder than creating the story, and makes us believe it and go with it. Uh, she has some great scenes. She – leads a cast that includes Robert De Niro and Bradley Cooper. Um, I think she's the next Meryl Streep, as long as she stays out of trouble. Um, remember when we all thought Lindsay Lohan was going to be the next big thing because she was acting with Jane Fonda and, and such. Um, but Jennifer Lawrence really uh, brought her sparkle to this, her grit, I think she's someone who has to be a very old soul because I watch her and I think a 35 or 40-year-old woman is performing and I think she's 25 or something. Um, Bradley Cooper, um, this is not spoiling the movie, but I want to let you Bradley Cooper fans know who will go see a movie because of Bradley Cooper, like American Sniper, Silver Linings Playbook. Um, he is not in it as much for the billing that he has. And, and again, I'm sorry to say that, but I just wanted people to not waste their money that if they, if they go out with the thought that they're going to get 90 minutes of Bradley Cooper, um, he has a smaller role. Um, so it's not like Jennifer Lawrence or, and him in Silver Linings Playbook. We're not going to get a bunch of those two on screen. De Niro. Okay, let's talk about De Niro for a second. Um, I have heard people say they thought De Niro lost it. Uh, he's losing it with age. He's not as funny. He's not as dramatic. Well, let's break that down with a couple of points here. First of all, no one does anything at age 55 that they did as well at 20. Um, De Niro's in his 70s. Uh, De Niro influenced an entire generation of actors, so he's made his contribution. He can come into a room and sit in a chair, and it's better acting than half the actors that we praise and pay uh, so much money to. And in this movie, he really steals a couple of scenes, especially the intro scene. Uh, his ability to, uh, whether it's commanding the scene with words or facial expressions, and this director does a good job of taking you out of the, oh, my gosh, it's Robert De Niro. Um, and De Niro is able to play to that, which I think he likes, because De Niro is very famous for being shy. And so I think he really enjoys the director who lets him uh, not have to be the, this is a Robert De Niro movie. I mean, for De Niro to be third billing, when he's actually more integral to the movie than Bradley Cooper, really speaks volumes of who he is, the artist he is, and the way he's passing the torch. I'm sorry, I'm just so thirsty today, and I love, I love that I can drink tea on air. This is so great. All, for all you new listeners, because um, this, this show will be passed around um, 
some cities that we haven't played yet. Thank you if you are listening. We appreciate it. I'm down here in Southern California, and it is just awesome to know that there's people listening as far away as where you are. Um, but De Niro, you got to see this one. When you, So many people say, oh, I've seen De Niro, and he always does this, he always does that. Watch this for his comedic timing. I think Meet the Parents might have been the start of him working on, on building a, a, a resume, not a, a filmography, has a comedic actor. He's hilarious in this. And again, this is directed by David O. Russell, who made Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, and now Joy. So he's done three films in a row with Lawrence and Cooper, um, two with De Niro. So you can see that there's that ease. And David O. Russell... Let's face it, he doesn't have the greatest rep in the business. Another great film he made was The Fighter with Christian Bale. Um, but he gets the job done, and he delivers a new take on a story that we know and on a story that most people know. So I give him credit for that. There, uh, Don't go in there thinking you're going to get what the usual crazy De Niro scene, but you are going to get some great comedy. I highly recommend it. Again, it's an A minus for me because it's interesting to see what the actors do with material that's so well known. And so for me, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Creed, Joy, Sisters, The Night Before, Star Wars. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, please feel free to let me know what you thought or to mention some movies that you think I should see and review on the show, whether it's DVD or Netflix or something that's out in the movie theater. Uh, this coming week, I plan on seeing uh, the shortlist, um, the big short, and hopefully spotlight and hopefully point break. So I'll be able to come up with a second episode for you guys. So with that, I want to say, as always, I'm appreciative of anyone who listens to all the people who send our show around to their friends and repost. Please go to our Facebook page, Talking Pictures, and, and like it. You can find updates there for festivals we're going to be covering. You can find new episodes, um, old episodes. We have an entire episode uh, archive. This is our 52nd episode. So we're so excited to be doing it. And yeah, so for all you people out there, especially if this is uh, reached where it's supposed to up north, uh, cheers, have a pint for me. Please come back for the next episode. Tell your friends, this is the place to talk movies with no ego, no attitude. We're all just movie lovers. I'm going to sign off like I usually do. Do whatever you're going to do today, but make sure and watch a good movie.